Hello. I said hello. Hi, it's me, James L. Brassfield, here to introduce to you, the listener, the third season of Teach These Devils, that's right, the award-winning program Teach These Devils, brought to you by Pressure Life and by myself and Wilson. Thanks again for listening. Uh, There's a billion, jillion podcasts, apparently, I found out during the break. But there should only be one in your mind and in your heart, and that's Teach These Devils. And if you're listening, you found it. And thanks again for listening. Um, Honestly, uh, you can... You know where you can find the podcast if you found it at this point, but tell everyone. Listen to it on your computer and listen to it on your phone, and then listen to it again while you fall asleep to the dulcet tones of my soothing, calming voice. I don't care. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you're from. This is for everyone. Well, maybe not for the olds. (laughs) But fuck them anyway, right? Uh, Yeah. Season 3, Teach These Devils. It's going to be so good. This first episode is a bit of a doozy, and it was like an accidental thing. I wanted to have uh, our second episode's guest for the first episode of the new season because I thought it would be a better dynamic, but just how fate fucking does, it gave us something that we wouldn't have got, you know, if we hadn't just thrown this fucking episode together real quick. And uh, Wilson just got back from vacation in uh, New Orleans. Or I believe it's pronounced Nolens. Uh, he had a great time. And of course it's a brand new year. So Teach These Devils like, from day one has always been about growth and change. So that's what we're going to try and continue to bring you uh, into 2019, 2020, and hopefully beyond. Um, hopefully our location or something. Like some other shit will just be better and different. If not, you know, fuck it. I'm already pretty old. Fuck it. Maybe I should just find a good job and come in people. Another story for another day. Listen, um, Kevin Blue is on the show, the first episode, and uh, Kevin is a, a new burgeoning stand-up comedian, but he's a gentleman with a story, which you'll hear uh, today. It, it's so good. It's such a great episode for uh, the first the first one back. Like I, th- I think, like I said that like, before, but like man, we really have been fucking swinging for the fences on TC's Devils, and I think it's showing. Uh, we're still working on everything. Like I said, the audio is a little weird because I was, I was functioning with it. So it kind of fades in and out, but we're still trying to bring you that quality. And quite frankly, we're just kind of happy to be back and get everything rolling. Rolling. Rowan? Rolling. Get everything Rowan Atkinson, you know? Mr. Bean. So, without further ado, here's the fucking episode. Thanks again for listening. If it's Wednesday, it's always going to be Teach These Devils. I mean, I try and put them out in the morning, you know, somewhere between 8 and 10. Uh, but maybe this year we might start doing it in the in the evening before some of the shows around town, like LVT and some of the other programs. You can listen to Teach These Devils, and then you can have your fucking friends listen to it when you see them at the show. Remind them about the terribly hilarious shit you just heard. Or, you know, do whatever the fuck you want, but just listen to the goddamn show or else I will find you. Eat your fuck. I can't. Here's the episode. Kevin Blue, myself, and Wilson. Again, this is nothing but teach these devils. Brought to you by Pressure Life. And uh, enjoy the show. We'll see you uh, next week, motherfucker. Uncle Nasty Fingers out. Guess what? The fucking wait 
is over, motherfucker. As long as you waited for that Fall Out Boy album, as long as you waited for fucking the NSYNC Christmas album, as long as you waited for the Justin Timberlake solo, that's not how long we made you wait for season three of Teach These Devils. Hello and welcome. It is I, James O. Brassfield, the manic god himself, the motherfucking king of lies. Oh no, it's the devil. Um, <laughs> the crown prince of sadness, the motherfucking, the manic phlebotomist from Newark. Just a regular guy, motherfucker. <laughs> the Kim Deal of Cleveland. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, everyone. This is James O'Brassfield. Sitting beside me for the beginning of season three is a man known to you, the Coys, is Wilson Chavo Rivera, the Big con- Spiders, the Condor himself. Forged in the fires of hell and fueled by high life. I have returned from the voodoo lands after my spiritual journey. Yeah, you were on vacation. Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year to you, man. You were on vacation in Nolens. Yeah, I was in Nolens. That's dope. Just full of voodoo magic and crawfish. That's so fun. You missed And gator bites. Nothing. It was real easy. I didn't miss anything, which you guys missed the things that I saw, but I will not discuss it. Calamari. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's another story for another day. <laughs> it's delicious. It because is a delicious I dish. Scrimp. I had scrimps. Some crawl did it. Introduce uh-huh. the guests before we get into yeah, it. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. This is, the, this is the third season. We're already back to our old tricks again. Son of a bitch. Hello to our guest, a gentleman that's known by many names, mainly one from the Jungle Book. Kevin Blue is here. Thank you, thank you. Bung, bung, bung. What's up? Yes. How's yeah. it going, Kev? Uh, things are going well. Just you know, I haven't had too much travels. Uh, uh, saved a litter of puppies in Kazakhstan a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, that was you, yeah, man. Yeah, that was me. You heard about it? I've been paying attention to the to the press sheets, and quite frankly, that came as good news. Yeah, yeah. I saw the I saw the headline: puppy patroller in Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Dude, they, they're puppy peddling deep. Up in Kazakhstan. Are you serious? Yeah, there was mountains. Oh, it's a lot. Did like, you really help them, or were you fucking around? <laughs> well, I had to, I, you see, you got to infiltrate the system a little bit. <laughs> no, this dude Kevin Ballou, he's a local comedian here in Cleveland, and uh, in addition to that, he also has a very interesting backstory. He's not black, and you probably think he is. <laughs> he's not black, but he's an honorary black because just his voice alone oh. is a signification that he has seen some shit that would turn you white. Eighteen percent of me identifies. That's, That's fine. Yeah. We'll, allow, we'll allow people to identify as black as long as they're part of the solution, not part of the problem. That's why Kevin's yeah. here. He's here. He's working actively to be a part of the solution. Tell us a little bit, Kevin Blue. You tell jokes, obviously. We'll get to that. But uh, I want you to come on the show and tell people because we just passed up an election, a local election yeah. that was very important. And you were doing some good work here in Northeast Ohio to uh, change some rules about uh, people being incarcerated and things yeah. like that nature. Am I wrong? Absolutely. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. So, uh, okay, so I, I work with this nonprofit, this organization called the uh, Ohio Student Association, mm-hmm. and it's not comprised of all students. That's just the name yeah. we got. So it's underneath the Ohio Organizing Collaborative. We just actually opened up a chapter at CSU, so now we have like a stronghold in Cleveland where beforehand it was just, we just grassroots the shit out of it. Okay. Literally came together in August. Our, um, 
our agenda was this was let's bring the politics to the people right because people our age millennials people in their 20s 30s whatever you want to call it uh we're not going to political forums at high schools and shit like that so our idea was how can we bring these policies that are important to the people that um that need Might to hear about it, vote. right? And that wouldn't necessarily go vote. So what am I gonna vote for? I don't right, have any kids and fucking yeah, you know, it's like yeah. Well, what the hell? What's the importance of it? So, yeah. so our thing was, man, let's uh, we are all uh, artists and know a lot of artists in the community. So our thing was, let's do some events. Right? Oh yeah. So um, so that's what we did back before issue one. Uh, and to recap on issue one, it was it was the issue that lost. Fucking terribly Crazy, yeah. blowout, yeah. yeah. But the, ads, was, the negative ads for issue one, if you if anyone can remember back, were like fucking. It was like, do you want your kids to get their butt fucked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Uh, human traffickers will creep through your windows, like, right? Like, they can't damn. wait to sell your hot daughter. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't right. want to wake up in the middle of the night with. Your dick getting sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I do actually. Yeah, but don't nice. what about by this guy? Yeah. Don't go for issue one. Dude, they, they were scaring the shit out of people. They were like, man, you know, like fentanyl is going to be everywhere. Your Adderall will be laced with fentanyl if you vote for issue one. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no, it's Lace the butthole with fentanyl. Pure fentanyl. Boof the fentanyl. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, really get high. Boofanol. Boofing off. Hey. Are you sick and tired of your butthole aching from boofing stuff? From the creators of Kazakhstan. <laughs> from the creators of Kazakhstan. <laughs> boofing off. And it's basically uh, roofies. Man, one time. Uh, <laughs> man, I really did. I tell this story sometimes. It's a fucking terribly this ratchet is the place story. For that. Dude, so uh, I realized I was at a low point in life when I had to dig heroin out of my shit. Once you dug heroin out of I your dug, shit, literally, yeah. So God the uh, damn. yeah, yeah, shit was real. So uh, the whole like you know, so uh, not to get into a long elaborate story, but I had a bunkie before. Well, please I, do. Well, so so I was in the county. You were in county. Got sense. Yeah, we're already on this. Like okay, we you're, dove. You're in. talking yeah. about activism to help people that have been incarcerated because you yourself you've been incarcerated. Yes. yes. Um, how long were yeah. you in in jail? So uh. Mm, did a couple stints in my teenage years, but I okay. did five years uh, from 18 to 23. Of jail? Of of prison, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. In jail? Yeah, like behind the wall, the joint. How old are you now? 24. So you just got out. Yeah, I've been home 13 months. And you're... Well, welcome back. Welcome yeah, home. Thank you, thank no you. Problem, man. Uh, you missed a lot. Yes. Uh, you didn't quite miss 9-11, which I'm sorry about that. <laughs> But you never forgot. I never yeah. forgot. He was like, he was no. in jail like, man, 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing sit-ups? Man, I'm never going to forget that shit. Every morning, I rose. Man, I got to stretch books, and yeah. I also need to recall 9-11. <laughs> That's wild. That's fucked up. Everyone in jail right now is probably like, where were you? When the planes hit the town. Where were you? 9-11. Butthole. Um, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you were in motherfucking Jizzale, eighteen joint. to twenty three. Eighteen to twenty. So November twenty, November twenty ninth, twenty twelve to December thirteenth, twenty seventeen. Wow. Yeah. 
What's yeah. that like, dude? Five years and two weeks. Yeah, man. Oh, well, fuck. Okay, good question. Great question. Um, <laughs> prison is a conundrum. A real conundrum. Yeah. I support the word conundrum. And I feel like uh, the yeah. thing that I'm starting to take away from prison is that no one gets better from it. It makes people either well, break or it makes people come out and have seen something terrible yeah. and change and become a better person trying to prove themselves. Or maybe they weren't even supposed to be there in the first place, which has happened a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. about 10%, I'd say, of all Get uh, people um, convicted of a crime. Ten percent like are innocent. Statistics? That's the estimated yeah. statistic, and uh, I mean, I'll rightfully, I'll back it, especially with um, all the activism and everything that I'm doing. Of course, okay. the uh, yeah. So obviously, uh, there's something yeah. that impacted you while being in there, right? That yeah. When you got out and you saw this, and yeah, um, so many things, man. For one, just uh, well, I guess we'll start from the beginning. So, yeah, so how how'd you end up in jail, man? So um. Uh, beyond my puppy smuggling days, uh, ended up going to jail, you know, man, from 13 to 18, caught up in the street. Okay. Uh, robbed. Oh, I went on a spree. You were a robber? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You we know where I live, motherfucker. Houses. Yeah. No, dope houses. Okay. Only dope houses. What are you trying to say, motherfucker? Oh, yeah. It's kind of an Xbox. This house bitch. ain't dope. It's the dopest <laughs> house Your on the block. Your parents have a lovely ranch. Shut yeah, up, I'm man. I'm sure there are some houses <laughs> along the lake. <laughs> That had a lot uh, of money. Kick doors on the lake. That's kind of bold. Yeah. No, actually, I caught a caught like. So actually, I got robbed myself. Oh wow. Yeah. And so for like, and what do you do when you get robbed? You go take your vengeance. Yes. So I actually uh, bought a gun one time. Oh god. Um, came out. I we hit a house for like three pounds of weed on the south side of Lorraine. What? Yeah, came up, great night, came out here, went off of, uh, over on Denison, got a brand new, beautiful, beautiful 380, it was a chrome and black 380, um, ended up getting robbed that night. With the gun? <laughs> For that, no, I did a whole bunch of Zany bars, right, that's why you don't do Xanax, people, yeah. I don't believe in, in Xanax bars, they're, uh, they don't make you the most proficient uh, thief. No. no. <laughs> so I passed out. Woke up with, uh, woke up. I was robbed. I had my eyebrows shaved off, oh, which was that's even. Brutal. Yeah, that was fucked up. That's just. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was like, you robbed me, cool, whatever. But why shave, shave my, my eyebrows off? That's just disrespectful. Eyebrows. Yeah. You don't care about me. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder myself, and I'm sorry, but like, what would I be more mad about? Because I cherish my eyebrows. My eyebrows yeah. are naturally They're great. Nice. They're naturally yeah. I know. So it, let it be known. I if you shave my eyebrows, eyebrows, I'm going to kill you. It's yeah, dude. My, my plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, so back to you, Kevin. Sorry. Oh, no. That's cool. No, mind <laughs> no, that's you. that's fucked up. My plan was, uh, and, you know, I've totally changed. I'll just make this for the record. Don't believe in senseless violence or the culture around guns and drugs anymore. But the plan was to shoot this motherfucker for shaving my eyebrows. Wow. Didn't happen. You were going to shoot someone for shaving your eyebrows. I mean. Didn't happen. That's a lot. It's a, well, right, right now. Yeah, talk to I'm me. I'm very protective yeah. of my eyebrows. Hey. But shooting? <laughs> I'm a little more than a stern talking to. This, uh, <laughs> this episode is going to be called Wilson's Eyebrows. <laughs> um, no, but so, so okay. Uh, so, you know, I was, um, I was misguided that, you know, uh, the drug culture could bring about um, financial success. Okay. To put in in 
good terms. That's what Jay Z says. Yeah, and well, are you telling <laughs> me Jay Z's a liar? He's married <laughs> to Beyonce. <laughs> that man, he should have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo. That's what I'd tell. How's Jay-Z. he feeling? <laughs> Dumbo. That one. I was legitimately entertained by that. That one's shit. for free to listen. <laughs> um, oh man, guys, yeah, damn good. it! You know what, guys? You can't write this kind of shit. At you home. can't. No, that's why you're here on Teach These Doubles again. I don't know. Where he's still here with Kevin Blue. He's just telling us about. If you're just tuning in, which never happens on podcasts, just yeah. to recap, because we get so tangential, just to recap, Kevin's just on, he just went to jail for uh, so long as a youth and as an adult man, 18 to 23, uh, five years in the jizzoint. Yeah, I yeah, think he's so, explaining how he got there. So, so he's I uh, doing just, on the lake. Yeah, I mean, we um, had a couple cases. Caught a case in Lorraine, caught a case in Avon. Wow. And uh, yeah, robbing people for their heroin. And money, okay. Yeah, that's. Did you do here? Robbing? No, I didn't. Actually, I was on the other side of that fight. Okay. uh, I mean, you know, thank God I curtailed the uh, addiction, just because I know plenty of people still all the time who who still are suffering from it and die from it, and that's why I'm so adamantly fucking against heroin dealers. And um, I think about that often now. Like if I'm ever at a party, I was at a party one time and some dude had some coke and I was like, man, if you got, if you got dope on, if you got heroin, bro, like I'll slap the shit out of you. And that wasn't wow. wise. No, it wasn't at all. But, um, and I don't, you know, condone like senseless violence, but that's one thing. Like, I feel like if you have heroin, it's such an oppressive drug. It literally yeah. makes people slaves. And so I feel like, uh, it's doing justice to take this stuff substance away from someone I don't know that's pretty heavy man and that's coming from yeah. someone who used to used basically just said you sell heroin yeah yeah and I know it's and and that's why like I get it I understand the mindset of it and so that's uh-huh. why I uh could never like judge somebody for as as maybe contradictory as as that might sound but like I've grown from it and I, I'd want to Enlighten people on why I think it's not right. Okay, you know, um, um, if if you had to sum up, we'll, we're going to get back to jail here. But if you had yeah. to sum up, like, uh, why heroin is so terrible, other than what we can see and what it does to people and what people are doing to it now, that is very hurtful for the people that do do heroin or people that are coming off of heroin and uh, still. Heroin is a thing that you need. Yeah, it becomes a thing that you yeah. need to yeah. be alive. And uh, some people are trying to get off of heroin and using methadone, and some people uh, can't, aren't getting methadone or don't have access to it, and are still using heroin in lower doses to keep we your sick off. Yeah, right. Basically, and um, you know, of course, uh, I can't, um, you know, I mean, like I said, I never suffered from the addiction myself, but uh-huh. I've seen people who have. I know people who have, and I know that it takes someone's soul man and seeing uh selling heroin for the small amounts that i have sold i've seen how people become so addicted to it and need it and that's that's a depressing thing it's heartbreaking so i mean i'm not a doctor too i don't have the answers to give somebody or what to how to wean somebody off with medication but 
I just I've seen how it you know can affect people. Yeah, take somebody's soul totally, make them a slave to it. That's wild. And that's yeah. That doesn't sound like something that uh, anyone would want to be a part of, except I've heard tell that when you do heroin, it makes you feel like you're coming forever. <laughs> so, don't rule me out. Once I get that yeah. money, maybe I'll get a, a nurse. And I mean, that's great, but you're yeah. also sleeping the whole time. I'm going to yeah. go to Germany. I like sleep. Yeah. It sounds okay. relaxing. So, maybe you do, you, you know, yeah, do it once, come forever, and then and then stop. And then never then do we, it again. Yeah, never Try do it again. once. Hey, Twice nice. like There this. we go. No, no I mean, no. Not <laughs> no. Don't do it Teach at all. these devils does not support using heroin do, and no. or Anything that makes you no. come, think that you're coming forever, don't do don't it. Don't do it. You've got to be gripped into the reality yeah. of it. Not even it's dust not bunnies? It's good to come forever. Not even dust bunnies. Man, fuck you. I'm out. You get it. I'm doing dust bunnies if I want. I don't give a shit about it. Nigga. All right, then. Oh. Oh, it's like I'm on an airplane. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That's hilarious. I saw I saw I got Freeze's lung one time. Enough about that. Let's talk about jail more. Jail. Uh, Kevin Blues here. Yeah. Uh number two 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 one no, I'm just kidding. Uh, six five three Sounds seven, like five. See he knows it. Like, that's how shit. you know it's I remember my DYS number. <laughs> that's Yo. crazy. Yeah. Two, so yeah. you're in the gent. Yeah. Is it is it like Oz or what? Man, tell us. No, so uh um So yeah, uh 18 years old, got locked up, did like a year and some change in the county. By the time I get to the joint, I'm 19. You know, I wasn't uh scared per se, okay. but I was nervous. Of Anybody's going to be nervous. I mean, you don't know you can't leave. That's that would make me unnerved. Right? Fuck. Like, you oh, just this is where I'm living. <laughs> yeah. For four years, and you I cannot what? go outside yeah, these walls. This I don't like this. I don't get to go. Fucking double fence going on. Ugh. Um. So I get to the joint, man. You know, I'm still young minded. Everybody, it's so funny. Everybody, I'd say twenty and under at least. Okay. Uh, who goes to prison? The the plan is you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna knock a co. You know, mm. I'm like, yeah, find me one, get the pack in, get a cell phone, do all this stuff. And then you get there, you're like, shit, it's not that easy. I see there's dudes that have been yeah, been trying. Yeah. yeah, but um, man, so yeah, I uh get to the joint, man. For the first, for my first two years, I'd say I, I was just I was angry, bitter. The girl I loved left me man oh yeah of course left me dirty right well you know what's expected you know it's um my cousin got married in jail really yeah yeah shit the one that got out recently he's got away with words yeah fucking beautiful yeah yeah dude so i mean you know usually young love uh doesn't last especially through jail yeah, I, I broke up with a girlfriend because she was just gone for two weeks. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, this is boring." Yeah, where you at? It's, it's the whole fourteen days. She left me while I was down, uh, but you know I couldn't expect anything different, man. So, but for the first two years, I, I was so bitter, and and you are, and being in a place like the county jail for so long, yeah. where there are no. You can't even. There's no rec. There's no outside. There's no educational opportunities. Wow. All you could do is uh, find some weed that comes in and fight, and so that's and fight and fight literally hand to hand. Yeah. No stabs yeah. and shit like that. Like people shanking one another and um, shit in prison. Yeah. Oh yeah. People getting hit with locks. Oh uh, fuck. Yeah, dude. I've seen. That's very mean spirited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We locked yeah. in. I'm hitting you with the lock. Boom. Kind of ironic. Uh, it is very ironic. <laughs> right. Cold lock this up. Oh, yeah. Hold that. Lock a lock in a sock or a lock on a lock on a belt. Or a soap on a rope, I hope. Yeah, not. soap on a rope, but I don't really do shit. It's like, did you really just hit me with a bar of soap? <laughs> like, motherfucker, you, you want to clean you me that off? Conversation? Yeah, <laughs> no. Like, but yeah, I've seen it happen, and people are like, the fuck? Like, soap is for cleaning, not, you know, not harming. You want to clean the soul with soap. <laughs> Hell yeah. Clean your soul with soap. This episode of Tissues Devils is brought to you by our sponsors Irish Spring and Dove. Irish Spring, <laughs> Dove, and motherfucking, uh, what's that one? Zest Fully Clean. Zest. Ooh, yeah, that's the soulful soap. Unless you're yeah. zestfully clean. Of course, Ferris, the one that's the steakhouse. Don't be going to my favorite restaurant. And now, Zatarans. And also, oh, yeah. Zatarans, because my grandfather's the guy on the box. Jambalaya, so good. It's oh, so good. Man. It's from a box. It's yummy. Yumbalaya. Also, oh, Yumbalaya. Old and Sounds tried like the sponsor, kids, Jambalaya. Motherfucking Gourmand's Deli. Get there between two and f- or seven and two on a motherfucking oh, weekday. You did you go up. see the uh, House of the Rising Sun down there? No. New Orleans. Yeah, man. Is uh-huh. that that's about that? That song's about that. Yeah, down in down in New Orleans. Nolens. House of the Rising Sun. And also brought to you by New Orleans Tourism Board. <laughs> Wilson's trip was furnished by New Orleans Tourism Board to New Orleans. No, my, my trip as I was was fueled Wilson, by High Life. Don't, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Also, <laughs> TC Devils is now fueled by High Life. If you see me drinking a PBR, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll smack it yeah. out of his hands later. Yeah. Now back to the program. Okay. Kevin Blue's on. <laughs> So young love jail, yeah, and uh, soap on a rope yeah. ain't for hurting; it's for cleaning and helping. A lot of um. So you said there's nothing to do but smoke weed and fight. Yeah. So man, I uh, need star crunchers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Little Debbie's man, you got all the Debbie's you need. Honey buns. Yes. Oh oh. With about a couple ones. We used to make fudge cakes. Ooh. Oh, I was, yeah. You get some fudge rounds and smash them up. Man, listen, the fudge game in prison. Prison fudge. Prison you, you fudge. You don't really need anything for fudge. Yeah. You need butter. Yeah. <laughs> don't trust the prison fudge. <laughs> trust it. It's, it's not the packing type of fudge, neither, man. This they don't. Hey, luckily in my five years, I never came across that. But no, it's but funny. Thinking. You hear stories. No, I was. I thank God, I never saw it. But you used to hear stories. Yeah, I'd imagine seeing yeah. prison rape wouldn't be the best <laughs> no. thing. Uh, you no, don't walk away God. from that unscathed. No. Nobody does. Yeah, yeah, that's but, uh, crazy. Um. So anyway, uh, I get to the joint, man, and um, about two and a half years in, it took to really change my uh, my attitude. I mean, change my life, man. I, December twenty first, two thousand fourteen. Okay. Last fight that I got into. A dude from Lorraine, actually, who I knew from the street. And so uh, those are the rain kids you can't trust. Baffling, them. yeah, dude. Well, I was I was twenty. This dude, he was like thirty five, big as fuck, right? Took some shit from my box, uh, did the investigating, found out it was him, knocked his ass clean out. Well, and man, do. yeah, right, exactly. I mean, and this dude was big as hell, like big ass dude, uh, Muslim dude. Um, Five percenter? No, he wasn't a five percenter. Okay. He wasn't a five percenter. He was just a corny ass dude, fake ass like um just like us, dude, I told you. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, but so yeah, 
Um, and that was my last fight. That that's I did, wild. Yeah. So I well, did. that's like a thing. Like I, I understand. Like I don't. I've never been to jail. They can take my body to jail, but yeah. I'll never go. Because it's a place where they, especially for people of color, which, uh, Kevin, you're not, but I feel like you had, you understand the fucking plight of humanity, having seen it firsthand, having been involved in the system as a youth, having seen, you know, the same kind of stuff that a black kid named Avon Lake would have seen, I want to say, which is, is probably a bold statement, but I feel like I, I feel safe making that statement. And uh, now I have another question for you about uh, prison and jail. Um, do you feel like while you were in jail, you saw anything that was, uh, from the, the white hats, the motherfucking, like the, the jail itself, did it do anything to help the people in it? Uh, no. And that's good. Great question. That's what, um, I'll get at. So prison is such a naturally oppressive environment. Absolutely. That's what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I say it's a conundrum is because uh, it's a place of like extreme bitterness and solitude, right? And you're you're by yourself in this world. You can be so alone, literally, uh, in a cell by yourself for yeah. months at a time but you're constantly around thousands of other people as well that you can't escape from. So uh, it's a place that can, I'll I'll say it's like pressure, right? Greatest thing like pressure. It could either, as cliche as this is, pressure could either bust pipes or or create a diamond, right? So um, in such an oppressive environment like that, there's constant chaos, but out of that can create these little uh, chasms of beauty. Beauty, absolutely. Right, and that's how people change and better themselves. That's when people self-educate. I feel like another thing I want to say before we head into the break is like, I just heard someone say recently, I think you'll fucking love this also. So I I heard this thing that uh, when people first introduced like books and the Bible was one of the first book was the Bible. They printed the Gutenberg Bible on the Gutenberg press. They printed the Bible and they wouldn't let everyone read it because normal people, they had the idea. I think that normal people, this is what I was said is that normal people couldn't handle the information and would get it wrong and fuck it up. And I think that jail is the same in that way of, of like, if, if a normal person like you ends up in jail, like a person with a good head on their shoulders, a fucking, you can see all this shit and it can change you for the better and make you a better person. But on the other hand, there's some people that can't handle the information. So they see all this shit and then they turn into something that was worse than what they were when they were first put in there yeah. because they've seen all this evil and this wretchedness and been more desperate than ever in a place where you're guaranteed food, a place to sleep and to not get wet. Yeah. And it's like, those that, are three basic needs, but yeah. then you also don't have anything but that not, facilitates the hu- sociological yeah. needs. Your humanity is yeah. lost. Yeah. yeah, and that's, that's man. You're just going through a whole lost. drone life. Can like, be lost, yeah. I mean, I research and like read about serial killers and stuff, mm-hmm. and I always like, those that do get incarcerated and then like aren't just incarcerated and killed immediately after, mm-hmm. like those who did get out, like guys in the 1900s who've just spent like five years for murdering somebody yeah. and be like, oh, go yeah. along, join yeah. the army. Like fucking those, like it's that kind of state where like you either come out like Kevin 
or you you see it only for its wretchedness. And I think yeah. that's the kind of like that goes back to your analogy about uh, you talk about pressure busting pipes yeah, and making diamonds exactly. because there's also that side of it that I think with what getting back to what you said, James, a lot of people fucked up the idea of prison, mm-hmm. but Especially the, the people I- that made it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. But yeah, but it also stems from like who was making that idea too. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest problem is designed for, for the rich. Well, like for the like, yeah, this is you can we're buy here. We're we're gonna put these pores yeah. and the all these system. desperate people. Well, yeah, you, you know, and, and um, there's so many. Man, I mean, we could uh, go yeah, on this topic some for hours. Get out there of course, and just like want retribution. Now I'm Absolutely. back out and I want revenge. Yeah, um, for the time I lost. Do you, you know, so like prisons were designed. Uh, two concepts, you know, in the South, you had the like uh, the new Jim Crow stuff, and there's actually a book on that by Michelle Alexander. Oh, yeah. That's why the police were invented. Yeah, and that's uh, to keep you know um, at the time any you know people of color and uh, social the, the rules of segregation, social economically. Yeah, right, and that, so. Um, uh, I think also right now that's turned into so right now our current system oppresses people um, of uh, poor social economic status, yeah. status right mm-hmm. of course um, you know just so happens the people that they made of poor social economic right, status are, are just happen to be the people they used to make laws about and fucking have build the roads and everything else which is a fucking the whole reason why I started this show is that, like, if you look at something deep enough, eventually, how's it end up? Unfair. Yeah. And it's, life isn't fair, but at the same time, if you're going to make a life that's fucking can shine for someone, why can't it shine for everyone? You Absolutely. Know I mean? It's fucked up, but God, I don't even want to fucking go. It's This is the first episode, and I don't want to fucking <laughs> get, uh. Tight okay. About so, America. So, yeah. So so okay. Let us get back to um. We have no choice. So in, <laughs> in in the joint, man. So uh, you asked a good question, right? The prison itself. Oh, the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction is fucking failing, right? They offer nothing good of of benefit, right? It takes to the, help the people grow. It it you're right. Nothing to help the people grow at all. Um. It takes nonprofits to come in and private volunteers and uh, contracts with um, the local community college yeah. that helps people grow, right? So uh, at Marion, where I was at, it was probably the most socially progressive prison probably in the country, right? First to do uh, okay. TEDx events. Wow. Yeah, so um, and they, this is spread throughout the world, doing TEDx in prison. And so luckily I was uh, blessed to work with them. And this is where I started to do my own growth. And I realized that it takes it takes two things to change somebody uh, with a criminal mindset, with yeah. a true criminal mindset. Right. But you, you said that you had definitely had that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was doing, um, you know, I was like... Uh, caught up in the culture of criminality, man, uh, in my younger years. And it takes, it takes healing 
you got to heal first and figure out what it is driving your madness and then it takes education Mm -hmm. right and this is whether you uh are are steal cars whether you uh pimp women or or whether you're a serial killer there's some sort of healing that needs to go on you have some trauma right why are you inflicting this pain upon somebody else why are you you um just not empathetic yeah you know so and then it's education the education aspect uh two-part teaches you um what to do and what not to do Mm. because half the time people don't know any different you know what's okay and what's not Um, socially socially uh or do you mean like literally black and white what's good and bad uh, yeah kind of both and like um that gray area probably because I feel like if you like you knew when you broke into people's house you were doing something that was wrong well yes and I justified it yes absolutely mm-hmm. but you found a way to just like yeah. yeah I mean I used to justify it like uh that's just a part of the game like somebody so my thing man for some reason I had in my mind that I was like okay how could I become like how could I control the game right okay <laughs> and so uh probably at the age of 15 I was like man so if I rob every drug dealer I'll I'll have all the money all the all the drugs and then everybody's gonna come cop off me it's a bulletproof plan uh-huh. it's not a bad <laughs> right I'm like I mean, minus the potential revenge portion I'm right of yeah. drug technically you're a cop if you'd steal from a drug dealer yeah well well I'm justified. If you report, <laughs> if you report it, I was like, they're not going to report me. I, and I mean, yeah, what are you going to say got stolen? Yeah, right, right. Well, and that's it's funny because um, we robbed a dope house here, but you know, uh, uh, somebody ran out and ran to the neighbors, called the cops. Uh. So of course, you know, there's a robbery away. across the street. Yeah, period. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter what's going on, who did what, what's going on in there. Yeah, it's so. Um, but yeah, I used to justify it like that, like. That's uh, wild. And yeah, used to want to do everything uh, illicit, like from have a gambling spot to. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean underground. Those are bold criminal enterprise moves. Yeah, I mean yeah, we were on some. But uh, ambition. B- before the break, we've been going in, but before the break, you were saying that. Uh, well, before we go to break, you were saying that TEDx helped you finally see the light. Tell us a little yeah. bit more about that before we take a quick break here on so TC's Doubles. With Healing Broken Circles, um, they used to host TEDx events. And we th- this helped me connect back with my artistic side, okay. which I was in when I was younger. I used to do improv at the Beck Center when I was like 13. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... um. So, you know, it brought me back on track with that. And uh, I actually gave a TED Talk in 2015. In, from jail? From, yeah, in prison. And, That's crazy. Uh, there was a crowd of like 300 people. And, I mean, these people were from all over the world. A lot of um, OU students to uh, professors from the University of San Diego were there. Uh, and this is just such a way for people in prison, too especially people who have been locked up for 20, 30 years to mingle with society and normalize with society and remind them that they're humans. That there's something outside this wall. Right. And there's a whole world outside of the walls. 
and, and so it was such a beautiful thing to um to bring that together you know bring outside people together that's really cool man what we're gonna do now on TC Stubbles is take a break for advertisements which we have none yet but before we They're go coming. we do still have sponsors oh and now we gotta shout out the sponsor pressure we're under the hood get the fucking book take a look give us an ad you piece of shit we're in it um, we're in it to win it uh uh-uh. uh pinkies, uh, pinkies up we'll be right back with Kevin Ballou a little bit more we're gonna it's still TC's devil's motherfucker we'll it's be just growing young young <clears throat> Diablo Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Booty, 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 That's right. That was real. That really just happened. On TC's Devils, we're back. You didn't even know it happened because it was so seamless and graceless. Of course, you missed something in the break, you fucking idiot. You dumb dumb. You're never going to get the fucking hot free content, you idiot jerk, except for this. Teach these levels. The only podcast is back. Season three. We're here with Kevin Ballou. Of course, sitting beside me is the Condor, you fucking idiot jerk. Uh, uh, Look at us now. We were just talking. As soon as Kevin said these two words, we came right back, which is so problematic and speaks so much to Uncle Nasty Fingers within me. Fucking. Booty bandits. Booty bandits. Booty bandits. Tell us a little bit about booty bandits. The, uh, the soldiers of the sphincter. Mm. Yeah, the cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you'll be yelling. Uh, <laughs> cowboys of the rectum, man. Yeah, so was. <laughs> yeah, that's um, wild. Yeah, so the booty rectum bandits. Uh, what? A, what? We got another. <laughs> rectum Ralph. Rectum Ralph. Rectum Ralph. <laughs> Stick them up. Stick them uh, up, buddy. Uh, well, they're trying to stick something up, but the booty bandits are the old school <laughs> dudes who you uh, who who try to lure you to the cell with a cigarette and who you <laughs> stay away from. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, hey, I used to box back in the day. Come on, let's come to the cell. We'll spar a little we'll bit. Shadow box. Yeah, right. You're like, no. <laughs> come on, boy. Yeah, I've same. been in here since 71, and yeah. I want to fuck. Yeah, they're still, that was the Afro. Wearing dudes still uh, singing Earth, Wind, and Fire songs and shit, you know? And I mean, I fuck with Earth, Wind, and Fire all day, but something you just don't sing in the joint. Do you remember when I got in jail and it was 2001 and I'm still wearing a tall tee because I'm a bitch? That was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Just lost with dust in time, man. Look, I'm stuck. I love P.D. Pablo. Yeah. Oh, I just just went back on a, a, what, two songs? Oh, you remember that uh, Rich Boy? Rich oh, boy, yeah. I was just listening to that shit all Rich day. Boy? I listen to a lot of Rich Boy yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, <I> still, <laughs> around still. That's Rich uh, no, no, none of yeah. his new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's had anything new for a long time. Uh, he's a rich boy. Oh, Sucker Attack Night too. That's in the hole. When everybody, uh, so in the whole life, uh, you live nocturnally. Okay, you stay up all night. Kick it and then sleep all day, right? All so right. I live. And so every now and again, there'll be a sucker attack night where everybody just sings out every slow R and B song that they could think of. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it comes around. <laughs> R. Kelly was a big one. Oh no! <laughs> it's okay. They're already in jail. Yeah, right. 
They Wait, don't know. No, <laughs> no, they know. They got, oh, yeah, they got excess Hollywood in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they had excess Hollywood in jail. Yeah. They got oh, Facebook, yeah. I heard. So they still yeah. got, uh, you guys still get Mario Lopez. Oh, people have cell phones and shit. See? Oh, shit. Mario Lopez is and all shit. over fans. Yeah, you know, but dude, the joint, there's funny things. So, so, so I started doing comedy again in prison, man. We did, uh, Improv shows, uh, like once a month. We had an improv troupe called Take That Back. Actually, made it to the Chicago Improv Festival, where this little green uh, wristband, loud and proud man, skyped in from prison. Get out of here! Made history, man. It it was it was awesome. That's really cool, man. Beautiful thing, yeah. We just saw like eighty little heads everywhere in some basement venue in Chicago. That's wild. Um, so uh, but you. After everything, like being locked up, you found your peace and fucking figured out how to be the man you are today, but you still found the good in prison. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that before um, we get out of here on Teach These Devils. So, so two things I'm going to hit on the comedy side and the activism side. And uh, um, tell you a little more about that, too. Uh, so with comedy, you know, in prison, you got to find the funny, the humor of the day, man. You okay. got it to survive. You, you need to find humor uh, being in such an oppressive environment um so naturally we used to just bid all day long and that enhanced bid? yeah bid so that's like that's the terminology of like how do you do your bid like you work out all day do you read books do you educate yourself okay um do you uh laugh and make jokes all day do you just try to chase a cigarette all day which people do wow yeah or that'd be me yeah um and it's the funniest thing when you're trying to take a shit and like 10 people come in the bathroom smoking uh joints and cigarettes and sipping some hooch and you're like dang well yeah i missed out yeah right (laughs) uh but so um anyway so and luckily it was the nonprofit that came into prison that provided the platform to learn to okay. do yoga, to do uh, theater, comedy, and that's how I um, refocused on what I want to do in life. And um, also, there was things we did at uh, Toastmasters. We had a Toastmasters group, which, if you're not familiar, it's like a public speaking uh, organization. Oh wow! And so that's where like. That attracted a lot of five percenters too, and I have uh my um my own like uh, uh thoughts about five percenters, but uh, the ideology is ridiculous. But a lot of dudes I respect because they're about like positivity yeah. and growth and education, so I can respect that. But yeah, I don't know if you know this. Teach these devils is actually it's one of the things that the five percenters that are out in the streets shout out this is the yeah. Yeah. This program oh I bet yeah. standing shouting on a soapbox talking I bet these devils it's like fucking the five percenters again for the millionth time on this program they think that Dr. Yakub <laughs> dude that shit like, it, it made it in a mountain story. made white people in some on mountain. an island and on then they came island. and saw that it was evil yeah. fed the lies to the bellies of the he mothers fed lies to the bellies of the mothers and they saw that it was evil and they took the seeds that had become white and sent them off to the Caucasus Mountains where they ate <laughs> dogs and laid down with them and slept 
Which is yeah. why white people kiss dogs in the mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't kiss dogs. My, my dad, my dad taught me that. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, That's how it's you nasty. Black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 just watch the, the watch the dog. Yeah, Dude, my I had a dog for my whole childhood. That nigga lived in a room in the house. <laughs> there wasn't a dog here in my fucking house, yeah. dude. Oh, Not yeah. one. I don't fuck with it. This is crazy. Dogs I was lick, mad, dude. Licking ass like and licking shit. face. I wouldn't yeah. like let her get in the bed, but I like wanted her to be in the room with me. She's my friend. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I was lucky enough to at least have a dog. That, that could was, roam the house? Not roam the house. It had a garage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then it got introduced into the house when, like, Got old. Yeah. So it was like it w- couldn't do shit. But even then, like, we had a pretty decent sized yard. And I would just be outside with the dog all the man, time the anyway. Dog. So terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I love dogs, man. My dad hated dogs. I like little dude. pits, man. That, that's that's about it. Just because they don't shed, don't lick my face. Right. And we'll Stay be cool. There. Yeah. I'm chilling. And lick my hand. Play your position, bitch. <laughs> You're literally a female dog. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I, that, yeah. No, literally. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Kevin I don't condone the word bitch. Yeah. And he's told us a great story about being locked up, not abroad, but a fucking at home, and yeah. the trials and tribulations of that. And Kevin, thank you for that. Um, but here on this program, you are you found your artistic side, and now you're out here expressing it in the free world. Um, how's that? Do you feel good about what? It's a new year in comedy, so it's always a, a tough time in comedy. Luckily, no one killed yeah. themselves this year. Oh, that's man, good. Man. I don't that's know. Good. We got a couple of people that could go. No, not no. that. <laughs> He's not wrong. But, uh, no, no, there was. Remember that one fishy one? We'll talk about it after the show. Yeah, I don't want to give yeah. any press to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't kill yourself, anyone. Yeah. yeah don't How are you going to make other people sad if you're dead? Or happy. Or happy. Or Amen. do your crimes. Oh. If you're still into that. Hey. Well, how am I supposed to sell you chocolates as a little journal? Don't you like chocolates? <laughs> You're supposed to enjoy all the little chocolates that I'm going to feed you one yum, by yum. one, and then that's the guy you don't talk to in prison. Uh, nope. Yeah. No. He's no. Definitely a serial. Yeah. Guy. Tell us about the yeah. German guys. In prison. Yeah. Oh, the German guys. They are, you can tell because they always have that haircut, like the bowl the cut. Tiny sunglasses. Yeah. Just cover their eyeballs. And they're always the dudes that walk around with the birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they'll oh be like, God, "Those all sound scary." But they'll like, be getting sun in the middle of the yard, just like doing worship to the sun. It's so nice outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, there's shut up, Klaus. The funniest. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, do you have to be so mean? Oh, I have a, a German alias. His name is Franz Schwinkter. Franz Schwinkter. Don't go to his bunk. For <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. You try to soak your soul. Of course, we've been derailed on the show. But before we go, I have to ask you the seminal question of the program. Even though you may have just explained it to us, like you said before, uh, for people that are incarcerated, et cetera. But I feel like those people are of a similar ilk and sometimes the same kind of working brain as people who are in comedy and doing entertaining and things of that nature and creatives, which is what we do on this program. Talk to creatives and try and make it about black people. Um, (laughs) That's so, hey. Well, so uh, if but here's the question, my friend. If you joke, you broke. Yeah. Who hurt you? Show us on the doll where you were oh, touched. I was waiting for it. Oh, oh, where I was touched. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> so, man, you know, I mean, you know, I know we all know it. Uh, that some poets, comedians, a lot of creatives are some of the most you know broke, fucked up people yeah. that I've ever met. And that sure. puts, 
pushes creativity, man. That's why. So a couple things uh, I'll hit on prison. Uh, bringing art to prison is oh. such a, a catharsis for people in prison mm-hmm. to heal and people changes the stigma of those keeping people in prison. Right. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to do out here. My goal with my art artistry, my comedy, my uh, sketch comedy, uh, poetry and public speaking is to uh, enlighten people entertain people make people laugh of course because that's you know that's one of the greatest healings too is laughter but also to change this system man and that's that's what with osa ohio student association we actually have our our current agenda is for bail reform in the fucked up cuyahoga county system we have right now we're trying to and of course there's multiple organizations trying to get rid of uh buddhist um uh and trying to oh, uh, Armand um, Budish, Armand Budish, yeah, controller or whatever yeah, yeah, and so uh, get him out of office, um, reallocate funds so people can get proper treatment in the county. Um, but my overarching goal is to change even the way we deal with incarceration, at least in the state of Ohio. Yeah, instead of oppressing people, uh, minorities, instead of oppressing uh, people. And From it's not just minorities, yeah, right? Because I mean, I'm yeah, impoverished yeah. classism, and yeah. that's what I uh, I tell people who um, say it's it's not only minorities, it's classism, and of course um, everything else that entails. Uh, so and just oppressed environments, even creatives too. So that's why yeah. I feel like uh, I give power. The rose that grew from concrete, baby. Man, yeah. So so we're, with OSA, we, we got some events coming up here in town. We, um, we're going to be doing some concerts. We did an art gallery too at like uh, Rust Belt Riders a couple months ago. Um, but so, yeah, uh, you know. Hell yeah. We'd love for everybody to come out. Love for, yeah, TC's Devils come out. You I would love to be there, man, and do my piece in part. But like yeah. I said, I'm not going into a jail. A jail? Like oh, yeah. They already got me. <laughs> you ain't going to get me again, motherfucker. Fuck 12. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Like they just... They'd be like, get over here. Wait, this. no, no, no. I'm a, I'm a free one. I'm a free They'd man. They want to arrest <laughs> But then they're just like those eyes. They crying. They don't need to. Every night for you. <laughs> These eyes are crying. These eyes are singing a lot of love, but they never sing along like I have with you. These eyes are crying. These eyes are singing a lot of love, but they never sing along like I have with you. Hits, that was great, guys. That was beautiful. Yeah. We got a quartet, a fucking triumvirate yeah. kicking off in this business. Yeah, good. You guys are fucking missing out on these beautiful faces and voices. Yeah. You guys are dumb for well, not, not on the voices, but the, the beautiful faces. Yeah. You're dumb for not paying five dollars for the Patreon. The Patreon. We don't have that. Kevin <laughs> 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 Blue, thank you so much for stopping yeah, in. Thank you, man. I'm honored. Yeah, thank you. Tell your story, man. See how he ducked that question. He didn't tell us where his pain came from. Oh, where my pain? Oh, good question. Let's get to that. Okay. My pain. Your pain. Good where question. Is it? Where because is it rooted? I've dealt with this a lot, man. People, you know, uh, been like, oh, you're, you know, a white kid. I got a loving family. Mm-hmm. I, I was from uh, a, a nice I'm suburb. From Avon Lake? Yeah. Over there. That's a nice that's suburb. Yeah. I mean, I find myself uh, Red Tail Golf traveling community. everywhere from Lorraine, Elyria, and Cleveland, and everywhere in between. Yeah. But uh, um, my pain came from a young age. One, a couple things. Uh, 
just not finding my purpose. I don't know. Your not, place. Yeah, my place. And then um, being, well, plus I was always young. I was the youngest, littlest, scrappiest yeah. kid. So. Youngest that, kid who could yeah, find the Yeah, uh, when I was like 12, I couldn't fight at all. But the yeah. kid was like, oh, he got heart. So, you know. That's wild, man. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, now my pain, uh, you know, I create and yeah. try to try not to- cause pain for others. And that's why I'm trying to change the culture, too. Man, Hell yeah. Of it. Um, Kevin Blue, again, thank you so much. And before we go, I do have just one more question I feel like would be really pertinent to kind of sum everything up. Um, you answered if you joke, you broke, you got young pain, man. It's just you, didn't, you couldn't find your place in the world. And obviously that led to something that you had the mind for, like we talked about earlier. But do you feel like you still carry anything with you from jail, like any hurt or anything that moves you? Absolutely. Or? And um, uh, way to summarize my pain up, too. I mean, of course, I was... I just had influences being younger and yeah. a 12 year old mind is, is malleable. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely the correct um, word. The influences around me caused my, my pain and just gave me a, had a knack for violence and aggression. And I thought would be financial success yeah. in some drug world. I don't know. So do I still carry pain from prison? Absolutely, man. Um, I, I try to fucking control that. That's why. Yeah, I mean, to get real as fuck, that's why, like, I don't carry knives and shit, because I don't want to, you know, stab somebody or some shit, but, you know, but it's good to release aggression, so I, I do some boxing still. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's always a uh, You still feel violent shit, like, you just... Yeah, yeah, it, dude, out, <clears throat> you know, so in prison, too, um, my last two years, I hadn't gotten into, like, any fights, but in a place like that, there's always an understanding and an underlying level of violence that could erupt Absolutely. at any second. Anytime. Any second. So yeah. fucking boiling kettle. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're on yeah. a minimum security. You be on your feet. Prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And and um, so out here, it, it's it's different though. And so I'm like the nicest dude. I'm a friendly dude. I'm I, you know, I'm always talkative till people get disrespectful or just rude. And that is some shit that, like, I haven't been in a fight in the 13 months I've been home. But uh, sometimes, man, I'll just have that mindset. It's not right. Just, like, I, I can't wait for a motherfucker to do something, you know? Do some shit. Yeah. yeah man. But so, uh, so, so that needs to change, too. And I, and I should do some yoga or some healing or meditative practices. Yeah. But, therapy, uh, you would go to therapy? No, this is my yeah, therapy. You are black, dude. This yeah, thing is no, no. <laughs> therapy is on the fucking show, dude. What a great start to the year. <laughs> Man. High yeah. quality up. Dude, yeah. Kevin, thank you so thank much for coming you, on, dude. Thank you for sharing. Um you'll have to be back again, man. We'll fucking do oh, this And uh I just want to say I don't some people have stigmas about people that have been incarcerated in jail, but I've invited coming home. I consider it a yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to work with you and try and work with you to better your cause at any time. However, I can be uh, beneficial. Thank you. Rehabilitation is key. Absolutely, yeah, cousin. I mean, it's true. You know, you don't judge a man off the worst things done. You judge him on uh, who he is today. Absolutely, content of his character. Absolutely, good day. Right? Man, point of view, Kevin Blue. Thanks again, uh, Wilson. Yes. I think everyone, the elephant in the room is that 
you finally, I think 2019, you're returning to the stage. Is that correct? It's been said. It's happening. Yeah. Obviously, the Jeb Show is coming back this year again. Yes. And uh, be on the lookout for that. And obviously, if it's Wednesday, it's still going to be motherfucking TC's Dubs. Back. So that's where you got to eat it from. Eat from the back. From the back. Eat it from the back. It's and then also, you know what? <laughs> Go, why don't you kiss it? Kiss it from me. Yeah. You got a taco tongue to do. You got to. You know, like, mm, yeah. Taco. Yeah, there we go. Damn. Get around it. Taco salad. Get, get the outside, too. Damn. <laughs> you nasty niggas. Uh-uh. Are you home? <laughs> 